Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. So much for staying with us, and uh, I do want to just apologise one again, once again for the fact that our WhatsApps are not really working at the moment. So if you do want to get hold of us, please use the SMS number, and it is charged at one rand fifty, and the number is four one three nine one. Alternatively, you can call us on oh eight nine one one oh uh, one oh four two oh seven. Okay. So last week, a really important lecture uh, happened at Rhodes University, and it was celebrating the life of Samuel Edward. Um, guy and many of you may or may not know of of that individual you may not have heard because you know he would have been it would have been 75 years since his passing yeah um last week and so you may not have heard of of who this this wonderful gentleman was um two people are going to unpack his life his work more importantly and his contribution to to language his contribution to arts his contribution to poetry, just so much literature as well. Um, the way in which our, our 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 academic work has been unpacking since since he started doing the work that he was doing in in academic academia as well. So my guests are the doctors Pio Mahala, who is author and playwright as well as Professor Ngadile Saule, a novelist and lecturer at the School of Language at Rhodes University. Thank you both for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you. Let me let me start with you, Prof. Saule, and just say, you know, yes. the inspiration behind the lecture, where it came from. Um, tell us about when you gathered together at the university, at Rhodes University, and decided to, to honor this man. Yes. Um, th- thank you, Sisi, th- and thank you to your listeners. The, the inspiration actually came from, um, it was started by a certain Dr. Chadezrin, who, who, who studied Umkai from long ago, including myself, that at least we, we should not leave this kind of wisdom behind and uh, we should do something about it and as such Rhodes University uh, then agreed that we should have a a, 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 memor- a, a memorial every year about SEK and Kai mm. so that is exactly what happened last week it's um for me it wasn't uh it wasn't a surprise that uh, dr mahala was was chosen to do this let me bring you in dr mahala and ask you um was it a surprise for you it wasn't for me was it a surprise for you well uh, most definitely because i never hung out with him Kai. um <laughs> it... <laughs> understandably so <yes. laughs> it was a total surprise but a great honor because um you know, I grew up uh, with his works. Mkai um, is one of the greatest poets um, uh, that, you know, ever walked this land. Um, but I think what's, what's so unique about him is that from an early age, like uh, children's rhymes, um, a prof would know about this, uh, rhymes like, uh, that is Mkai's work, and it stretches on to um, both written and oral poetry. Um, he was one of the very first poets, actually, to to transcend the two. And uh, also, um, I mean, 
when you talk about the national anthem, he wrote several stanzas, mm-hmm. uh, the, the closer stanzas of, of, of the national anthem, mm-hmm. Africa. Professor Saul, let's talk about his significance now in, in contemporary South Africa. Yeah, that's quite interesting. And in fact, I, I thought this, 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 this interview would go that way. Um, but before I, I, I get into that, can I, can I just say, I want to thank the, 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 the radio station for bringing the subject of educating kindness to, to, to the people. It's been an, an exercise in recovering, in the recovery of intellectual traditions as a tool to a better understanding of contemporary society. That what we have just asked, assisting us at this day and age to, to understand the roots of debate and engagement and the world of ideas and the influence which shaped the thinking of African men and women of ideas in the 19th and whatever century. You know, Umkai um, was not only a poet or a praise singer, he actually wrote essays and articles which are still lying out there in newspapers. And that collection is more than what he was able to publish. About 200 articles, about another 200 essays in those newspapers. So people will never know exactly where his strength lied. And in my opinion, it was not necessarily in poetry, but in the essays and the articles that he wrote because in them, he could reach out to people. He could at least address certain issues uh, that worried them more than reciting his poetry, which was itself not necessarily easy or without a deeper meaning. I, 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 I like it when Dr. Mahala mentions his necessary rhymes. Mm which are totally and totally ignored. And the meaning in them was such that once you know it, you change, you become a changed person. Dr. Mahala, can you still remember the little one which went as in almost a German as Zintre, Zintre? You know, who would dance and recite all day, not knowing that Umkai actually was looking at the, 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 colonial, the colonialist as a problem. Mm-hmm. Is the, it refers to the complex political situation that they brought with them. Mm-hmm. And the are the problems and 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 the and 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 and, 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 and disturbances that kept on until after nineteen ninety two. So 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 with in simple and nice and simple it refers to what today is a real problem to the youth. Drunkenness. Mm. Drunkenness. 
So, so, uh, so we never knew what that meant until uh, some, some, some people explained to us. And, and you know, we, we had to bring in Kai again as Rhodes University because we, 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 we knew that some contemporary leaders still milked the wisdom to assist in decision-making in politics and almost all other socio-cultural issues. You know, if you, if you, if you, if you remember, Utadu Mandela, for instance, Utadu Govan and Begi, Utadu Begi himself would never hesitate to quote from Umkai mm. in order to make a point mm. or to drive a point home. Mm. So that is why we think Umkai is very, very important. Yeah. And if I may continue, besides that, besides that, Sanalwam, yes, Umkai was concerned about the youth. And he wrote a lot about women leadership, education and politics. You know, there's one favorite of mine um, which really speaks to South Africa today, where he says, which is an exhortation that young women entrusted with the task Difficult as it might be, will stop at nothing mm. to see it through successfully. And then he goes on just four lines. Which means men are captured. Let women take the lead. We give them the word, they cause chaos. We give them education. They blunder. We give them authority. They corrupt it. We give them land. They sell it. We give them kinship. They cause hostilities. If only, you can think about a recent event where a king of um, somewhere, I don't want to call it by name, fought um, with, with his son. And, and, uh, and, 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 you know, he had such, Umkai had such respect for women leadership and spoke for it and stood for it. But, but you know, as traditional as, traditional as people were, they, 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 they took time to listen, and, and uh, but he, he was so futuristic. And he spoke about why women, and he would always say, because of their stubborn fairness, they become an embodiment of a democratic values. Hmm. And as such role models and symbolic hope, not only for the empowerment of women, but also for their total liberation from all negative perceptions and oppression. You know, that poem, those lines portray day-to-day experiences of women, but it is, Gosazana, it is more than that. Mm. You know, they could be viewed, the lines could be viewed from the premise of women empowering in the South African 21st century context. Mm. Women breaking new grounds and leaders in business political and other economic sectors. And uh, he, his relevance 
is in abundance. This is only a little bit, but his relevance is, is in abundance. I don't, I don't want to talk about politics because it is, it, it, it there, he, he really shows where we should go and in, in our modern politics as black leaders and also show why should we not take a certain path which is to himself will lead us nowhere. You know, you know, he speaks about the land. Phew. He's, he, he speaks about the land, and when he speaks, he writes about the land. He is not that African. He is not very Africanist. You know, he is an African with a difference because he 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 accepts he accepts the presence of other people in this country, but he accepts it with a caution, and says, if they, 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 their, their intention is to come and loot the country and take all the riches out of the country. Then they don't belong to South Africa. But those who had worked very hard in order to make South Africa a, a better country, they are, they are, they are, they are right. And, and, and in some instances, he... He goes home against what he calls racism. And at some point he says, racism should never be tolerated. It, should, it is punishable. It is an offense punishable by death. And, and you know, that racism is, is, is causing chaos at the moment. And, and, and it is treated with gloved hands, I'm afraid. Hmm. Professor, so, I'm so, so someone else, um, I'm so going to give you. A, I'm going to give you a chance to continue. I just need to take a quick break, and I see lots of our, uh, our listeners are also very interested in this conversation. I'm in conversation with uh, Dr. Spua Mahala, who is an author, a playwright, and Professor Angletile Saule, who's novelist and lecturer at the School of Language at Rhodes University, and we're celebrating the life of S. E. K. Ngawi. And uh, if you want to be part of this conversation, you can certainly call us on 0891-104-207. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.3 FM in Rustenburg. Celebrating the life of S.E.K. Mkai, and I'm in conversation with Professor Ngatile Saule, novelist, lecturer at the School of Language at Rhodes University, Dr. Spio Mahala, author and playwright as well. Dr. Mahala, let me come back to you with regards to, you know, we know that he was a Christian. We know that he, he came from a Christian family at an interesting time. How did Christianity influence his work as as he was as you know we just hear, heard now from professor saula saying that he he was a different type of an africanist yeah absolutely um well he was a poet who managed i mean he, he was born of christian converts mm-hmm. uh, first of all mm-hmm. and uh he himself was a christian however he he was deeply rooted in terms of um his african identity and um, you see that throughout his work, but also I think what is important about Mkai, just because he subscribed to a certain ideal did not mean he could not criticize um, people who stood for the same ideal. An example of that would be how, for instance, uh, 
he criticized the British uh, who, who brought the Bible and brought um, um, uh, the bottle at the same time, who brought uh, uh, your religion on, on, the, on the one hand and, and, and the gun on the other. So those are the contradictions uh, that he explores throughout his work. And um, I, I think that the, the most uh, striking one for me uh, in our times especially is uh, his, uh, his poem, Umbambushe, uh, which is quite relevant to our times because Umbambushe is about um, a dog uh, that belonged to the monarch uh, that was treated, um, you know, uh, better than human beings. And uh, it started feeling, you know, bigger than humans and, uh, you know, even uh, started undermining the, the monarch himself. Um, you know, at, at, a point, at that point, uh, it was beaten to death by the people. So um, while Nkai is eulogizing uh, this dog, he also criticizes the, uh, the monarch who made the mistake of uh, um, undermining the people he was supposed to lead and instead elevated the dog you know, above um, uh, the, 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 his community. So um, here, uh, I try to illustrate in the lecture, for instance, it's it's what we know as the Frankenstein monster, um, where, you know, a simple example would be uh, a people who elect a leader who then rises above the very same people that uh, elected him. Professor Saul, you know, I, I want to reflect on the absence of voices like um, Kai today, where we talk about the kind of violence that we're seeing, where we talk about um, mm. all kinds of ills that society is seeing, and where intellectuals are saying, well, you know, we can't look to um, security agencies and the police to manage what society oh. should be adopting, values that society should be adopting. And we speak about um, how do you instill these values in children? And, and we, just, we just heard from you about the little rhymes. If you start having these small children recite great values, then you wouldn't have to have a society that needs police to manage how they view women, to manage how they view violence, for instance. Mm. You know, the, the language you use, he knows about society not uh, not not needing to be policed is, is, is the is the is the language of Ezekiel Kai. Because if you, you read some of his uh, his works, before I get to that, I, w- I want to start on something about because the problem that we have at the moment is not leadership per se; it is the youth. The leadership that we have did not have a good youth management or good youth uh, mentoring. Upai was an activist. And, and I simply wonder how many people know that in 1906, he got fed up with the oppression and the marginalization of black people by the colonial government especially in education, and he took it upon himself to toy-toy, if I use today's language, to toy-toy to the government offices with a demand, a protest, a one-man protest with a demand of certain things 
I'll mention just a few, as I remember. Um, among other things, he said, education should be free and compulsory to all until the second year at university. Now, in today's terms, was not that fees must fall. <laughs> Absolutely. Certainly it was. Absolutely. Certainly. So, 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 uh, so, so he started the fees must fall movement a long time ago. And another article which is burning in our minds at the moment, and seemingly our leaders don't know what to do with it, and if leaders were women, I'm certain something had should, would have been done. He, 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 in, in, in the article, in his um, memorandum, he had an article on the fact that land economy should be inclusive and black people should be given their land back. But he explains the whole, the, the whole system of land distribution. It's not a question of giving them their land back because they can be given their land back and it ends there. In his own right, he, he encourages collective farming. I've never heard anyone speaking about collective farming. He said the farming that, is, is, that was there and which is still there is very individualistic. It enriches one man and then tries to, 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 to give something to others in a certain way. But collective farming, we need to go back to that and debate what he meant. And this is one of my favorites, that all laws, governing the country should be should also be written in the languages of the people so that even the less learned could read mm. and understand so there would be no thieves mm. there would be no loafers there would be no need for police if people right from scratch know what the law is all about so people get arrested not knowing whether they what law it is and I, I, I like his idea. He, he always appeals to wisdom. He always appeals to some wisdom. And, and he says in the process, he, 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 he speaks about Parliament uh, getting engaged in, 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 um, in making laws. But he says once the laws are finished, they should be given to the wise men of the country irrespective of the party, all wise men who had experience should come together and look at these laws and, and it, to see whether they will be fitting the whole South African situation, and not only a certain part of the situation. And again, the, 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 this last one, that racism, he says racism, is an offense punishable by death. And, 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 and these days, we don't want to talk about it. Yes. It's, it's talked in certain corners and in certain corners. It, it's a killer. Professor Ngadi, I'm, I'm going to have to just pause you there. I'm so afraid that we, we you know, our time, the radio clock is just, uh, I want to curse the radio clock right now. Professor Ngadi Lesaule, novelist and lecturer at the School of Language at Rose University, as well as Dr. Sapur Mahala, author and playwright. We've just completely run out of time. Just gone two o'clock. Let me go to Utsi Lesaku for the latest in, uh, in SABC news, headlines.